Doesn't she sound? Does she sound different to you? No. She sounded more stressed. No. I'm talking about the if y'all are in a Zoom meeting and you hit record and there's a, a, a feminine voice that says "recording in progress." I don't know. My aunt, she sounded extra stressed. Maybe today. she's stressed because you're anti-woman and she's freaked out by you. Excuse me. You're anti-woman. It's woman. Where's this coming woman. from? Oof decades of all right let's set the record straight i don't know where this slander is coming from would you like to take this opportunity to clarify that you're pro-woman of course i'm pro-woman i put on a conference this past friday for out women in business thank you very much all right so don't come for me what have you done for women not the mansplaining you spoke at this woman's conference, did you not? How inappropriate. I introduced our keynote speaker who is a black transgender woman who brought the house what? down. Not the identity chat. dropping. Thank you very much. <laughs> what do I do for women? Yes. Um, a lot. Oh, name one woman. Name Ile- one woman. Eliana Reed. All right. I have a podcast with a woman. Okay. You probably talk over her. You talk more than she does <laughs> in the podcast, don't you? Ely, if you're listening, <laughs> I'm here for you. She doesn't listen, listen to, to podcast, this because she's anti-gay. But I don't listen to yours either. So <laughs> she's well, anti-gay and anti-men. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Let's just get started. Um, well, he still hasn't named so, one thing he does for four women. Just FYI. So I did. I said I have another podcast with a woman where we speak about women's issues. Oh really? Yeah. And you probably mansplain the issues to no. Ely. No, I'm mm-hmm. incapable of doing that. Oh wow. Okay. What else? Anyway, have I done for women, um, Sasha's a woman, and I've Sasha is a female dog. She's not a woman. There's a difference. Well, man, there's there's a human element to the to the to that noun, and Sasha certainly is not a human. I've gotten women presents before, like my I'm mom. About to say I've gotten women pregnant. That's <laughs> the pret, and I was like, no. excuse me, no. <laughs> We don't have to stop recording for a second you to, to unpack that. No. Let's just move on. You know who is a woman? Sue Sylvester. Sue Sylvester. And uh, we're talking about the Sue Sylvester Shuffle, season two, episode 11. So sorry we're posting this late, but we are in Hollywood, baby. We were checking out Sue Sylvester herself's star, the actress oh, yeah. Jane Lynch, the only Glee cast member to have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I'm pretty there sure are Di- some glee. Diana Agron has a star. She wishes. <laughs> we did see a few special guest stars. We saw Gwyneth Paltrow's. We saw my father, saw Ken Maynard's. Yes, Sax Dad has a star in Hollywood Walk of Fame for radio. Was it? I don't know. <laughs> we'll ask him. Yeah. Hey, Ken. All right. <laughs> this is season two, episode eleven. The Sue Sylvester Shuffle. Now and you're repeating me. You didn't say the episode n- number. Yes, did I did. <laughs> we'll have to play the tapes. Anyway, look, go ahead and kick us off, mister. Okay. So 
we're opening the episode with the Cheerios performing. The synopsis says an elaborate rendition of Katy Perry's California Girls. Mm. I don't know if I'd use the word elaborate. There's certainly nope. a lot going on. Uh, is that the definition of elaborate? I don't know. Uh, there's BMX bikers and there's all the Cheerios are wearing blue wigs and there's cone bras with firecrackers in them. They're basically copying the California Girls aesthetic. Um, I'll talk about this later, but it's because Glee is now in its like hot 50 era where that's like basically all they're performing is the songs that are in at the moment but there are songs that are in that were in like six months prior because of course they're they need to film and and air and all that but anyway what songs from this episode were in the hot 50 because i'd say maybe one oh need you now was a very popular song yeah but the other three at the time were not like popular yeah, I didn't say all the songs. I said a lot I of I thought them. you meant in this episode. No, like we're entering the era. It's coming. Oh, it's, yes. it's It's starting. Uh, I feel like season three is when we really, I don't know, in season four too. Season four has like a whole Gangnam style performance, which is really cringy. I'm oh, pretty God. sure season four is also what does the Fox say. It's like we, it's starting where they, they feel like they need to be culturally relevant. So they do stupid shit like that. Um, and stupid shit like this. Like, it's it's not even a performance. Like, I wrote in my notes, why aren't we performing California Girls? It's just literally they're, Katy Perry singing and they're dancing. And they were it. just walk. They weren't even dancing. They were, like, kind of just walking lazily yeah. around the court. And it just, it was not good. I don't know. I agree with Sue. I was unimpressed. Yes. Um, so Sue's unimpressed. She tells the girls that she's bored. And Quinn is like, hey, maybe you set too high a standard for your um, routines. And even the Cheerios being favored to win nationals is not good enough anymore. And so Sue was like, hmm, maybe she has a point because Sue's just going through this like rough patch in her life where she's bored by everything. She got a misspelled tattoo of herself just to feel something. Yeah. So then we cut to the end of a McKinley football game and the team has a three point lead, but I don't know what this means. But the synopsis says they've already clinched a berth in the next week's championship game. No idea what that means. Me neither. <laughs> no idea. Some football thing. And in the huddle, Finn gets into an argument with the players about Glee, of course, is coming up again. This is another not great episode for toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Karofsky is like the ringleader of this opposition. And he appears to mess up the snap purposely i don't again don't know what that is but okay zaddy talking in football terms don't know what that is uh (sighs) leading this leads a game-winning fumble recovery for the other team and so finn is mad and everyone gets mad because he thinks krofsky did that on purpose and so they're in the locker room and coach beast is also really mad she wants answers and glee comes up and it's just a whole big mess and krofsky's like i won't block for you finn again don't know what that means but it's not good (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And also at one point, Finn um was like, Karasi, you love calling people gay, but you never seem to have a girlfriend. Mm. Gathered him. Um, he did. Points were made. Hey, at one point he will have a boyfriend. So <laughs> what are your thoughts? I have none, honestly, other than who's this blonde kid on the football team who we've never seen before that suddenly like has homophobic and uh just general all around awful opinions. 
Oh, I don't know. The we know the football members are interchangeable except for Karofsky and the guy whose name I keep forgetting. Azimio. Azimio. Thank you. Yes. It's an uncommon name. Okay. So Sue is writing in her journal that she might be burning out and she wants to know how she could get her juices flowing again. And she sees on TV in a cartoon, she gets inspiration. She's like, hmm. Maybe I'll shoot somebody out of a cannon, you know, casual. <laughs> and so she meets up with a couple of carnies to rent a very unsafe human launching device, as the synopsis says, which can shoot a human being into a net from very large distances, but only has a 30% chance of success. And Sue so was like, terrifying. you know what? I'll take it. Why not? We then see Artie getting slushied by the jocks for the first time. I actually was like, oh, wait, sorry, this- just real quick if you have something to say speak up that's what the teachers always taught us can we rewind a few episodes ago where you told me that you you wanted me to pause after each scene so that i could at, let you chime in and i've been doing but, that recently but you don't pause for too long because then it's just uncomfortable okay <laughs> so i, I asked for like sometimes. a second I pause for like a second and that's when you budge in there. You know, that's where you clinch a birth and you get in there and you do the snap or whatever. Anyway, I can't believe you forgot to mention that Sue Sylvester has admitted to finding a new doctor to give her raccoon hormones. And as a raccoon lover yourself, I thought you'd have thoughts on that. I didn't mention it because it wasn't funny. (laughs) Like much of this episode. So I did think it was funny when she was writing and she was like, now here I am, 31. Yes. <laughs> and already a legend. Yes. Anyway, Artie gets slushied by the football team for the first time, which I feel like I kind of don't believe. I feel like that's happened already. Like, is there a reason why it hasn't happened already? He's literally on the football team. And he has, like, as he says, he's like, you know, ethically is it really a good look to slushy uh, disabled person so but sure he gets like 20 slushies on him he rolls into the glee room and then um we get a scene of coach beast and will discussing the dynamic the toxic dynamic between glee club and the football team and she's like yo chemistry is critical for us uh and our team and obviously there's an issue because half the starters are Glee members. I don't know what starters are, but sure. Um, and Will it's gets- a starting line. Oh, okay. And Will gets an idea. And so in the next scene, Artie rolls into the Glee room all slushied up and everyone's like, oh my God. And then the football team and Coach Beast arrive in the choir room and everyone's like, oh my God. And they don't know why they're there. And then Coach Beast and Will are like, look, you all are going to join Glee for a week to get an idea of what the club is all about. So like you actually understand what's going on here. And I love how the synopsis says, nobody likes it. (laughs) And in fact, a couple of people had some thoughts. Mm -hmm. You took a breath. Do you have thoughts? Yeah, I was just going to say, this idea doesn't make any sense. It's yet again, Will Schuster's on his shit trying to like, Make everyone hold hands and sing fucking kumbaya. Like, that's not going to happen. And this, what? No, I'm just like, I'm like, whoa, I thought it was a good idea. Are you serious? Yes, I think it's a great idea. People need to experience other people's cultures. 
that's where ignorance comes from. Like you, you want to know why people are homophobic? It's because they have never met a gay person or there's not a gay person in their family. That's how people are homophobic. That's how people are racist, whatever. Like it's just because there's no exposure and there's no education. So I think it's a great idea. You're closed-minded. It's not like the way he was going about it. He was, it was just very conceited. And I don't know. I just, what he was saying, I wasn't really feeling it. That's just my mm-hmm. opinion. Interesting. So now you're anti-educator. I got it. All right. Um. So Rachel said that there's no way I'm sharing the choir room with a known homophobe referencing Karofsky at first, of course. And I thought that was rich because she's been very anti-Kurt in the past until like we discussed recently, she just decided she wasn't. I don't know if that makes her a homophobe or if it makes her a Kurt anti, because I think you and I are both Kurt antis, but we're not homophobes. She's a homophobe in my eyes. Also, um, you forgot to mention, speaking Mr. Oh, we need to expose other other cultures. Mercedes inappropriate. Oh, hell to the nah, Mr. Shoe line. Like, I'm so tired <laughs> of Mercedes being playing a stereotypical black girl. I'm, I'm really over it. Except when we get to the original song episode very soon, her song, Hell to the Nah, is yes. iconic. That's iconic. So we're, we'll allow that. Um, Azimio, he's has a big issue with this. And he's like, I'm not going to be singing, singing show tunes. That is the music of my oppressors. <laughs> that was that funny. Was funny. Um, so no one's happy. And then Coach Beast was like, look, like we just need to see what Glee Club's about. And Rachel and Pa hop up. And Rachel's like, I have a performance ready. Of course she does. Um, mm-hmm. and they do a performance of Need You Now by Lady A, because remember they changed their name from Lady Antebellum, even though they stole the name Lady A from a mm-hmm. black female artist who already had the name and then sued her to be able to use the name. Mm-hmm. Very uncouth behavior. Extremely inappropriate. And the song is fine. Do I know a lot of the like- words? Yes. <laughs> Oh my god! But for like that to be the performance to try and get the football team, you'd be like, okay, yeah, sure, I can, I can get into this. I was like, that was an awful choice. Like, yeah, did, was... did Will know that that was the song that Puck and Rachel have been rehearsing? Like, did you want to put the football players to sleep? Exactly. Um, yeah. And so after the performance, one of the football players makes a crack about Puck, and then they get into a big fight. Puck's about to smash a guitar into his face. Rachel's um, kicking in the air. Yes. Back. Everyone's very mad, but Coach Beast is like, this is going to happen. And, and she says, because I think Karofsky's like, well, you're not going to have a team if you make us do this. And she's like, I basically don't have a team now because you all are divided. So sure, walk mm-hmm. out if you want. Mm-hmm. And also during this this performance, there like we pan from the audience watching back to the band and Puck and Rachel and in that pan shot we see Artie just sitting there in his chair still like drenched in all the slushy juice and it's like why couldn't they let this boy go home or like, go somewhere to the locker room and change his clothes or something and sitting there watching the snooze fest of a performance I don't know I don't know it must be cold though yeah anyway it's sticky dicky sticky sticky i agree um okay so puck and finn agree that to win the next game they must become friends again so they have a little truce oh and (laughs) if y'all can't tell i don't think we enjoyed this episode very much um 
Sue tells Brittany that she's been selected to be fired from the cannon. And Brittany is like, <laughs> mm, I don't know about that, boss. <laughs> and Sue tries to display that it's safe by shooting a mannequin off of the cannon. And it's, it's blown to pieces. So that's not very uh, reassuring. No. And yeah. just the way that Becky christened the machine, like just the image of her smashing the champagne bottle against the cannon, which just it was very funny to me. I laughed out loud. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, also, I'm not sure I'm I'm panning over the synopsis and it doesn't seem like they mention it. So I'm going to mention it. But at some point, Finn is talking to Rachel or no, it's when Finn is talking to Puck and he's wondering mm-hmm. like why he did that number with Rachel. And we get a very quick cutaway to Rachel storming into the choir room to talk to Puck. Oh, and God. she says, I need you to do this number with me to make Finn jealous. <laughs> Always on some shit. So that Rachel was very. Um, anyway, back to the canon. And we're in Figgins' office, and Figgins and Will are yelling at Sue because this is a very unsafe activity. How could she possibly think that this was okay? And she's very mad, and she leaves the office and starts destroying <laughs> the admin office, literally a full-on tantrum, throwing shit around. Uh, then she goes to the football locker room where um Will and Coach B start to, I was a little confused because Will was in Figgins' office and then all of a sudden he was in the locker room with Beast when Stu, when Sue came in to tear shit up. He must have ran over to, to, to spill the tea to Coach Beast being like, you will not get this. Uh, apparently. So <laughs> she's just throwing a bunch of shit around. She probably had so much fun filming like those tantrums. Oh my God. But also did you see her like just tossing those medicine balls and like that was actually Jane Lynch doing that. So she must be like rip beneath that tracksuit or something okay it's very possible they were fake medicine balls i don't think they were real <laughs> all right <laughs> we just went to hollywood nothing's real um the workout equipment on the set of all american homecoming was real except no, for the weights. Was that- yeah exactly those were rubber so okay whatever else was real mm, anyway so will and coach beast are talking to the glee club and the football players again and they're saying that for the championship game they're going to play the first half and then they're going to be doing the halftime performance which is going to be a mashup of thriller by michael jackson and heads will roll by the yes and they're doing quote-unquote zombie camp because they're going to be getting in like zombie makeup and all this shit and then during the scene zemio <laughs> Said something about not getting in a sequine outfit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thinking that he was trying to say sequin. And I thought that yeah. was funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, so during practice, everything seems to be going kind of awkwardly. People are just kind of shuffling about trying to be zombies. And then Will pulls Krofsky aside. And Krofsky's like, I know you're probably going to tell me I'm bad. And I just want to get this over with. Blah, blah, blah. And Will's like, no, actually, I think you're really good. And I think maybe you should like channel all this energy you put into bullying and put it towards something more productive, like Glee Club. And Crofty's like, oh, yeah. (laughs) And then he goes to Finn and Finn thinks he's about to start a fight. And Crofty's actually like, no, I think we should have like a warm up, like, so I don't look bad while doing this halftime performance. I think we should have a little warm up number. And Finn's like, rad. Um, anything to say? Nope. I have something to say because I forgot. 
Um, mm-hmm. During the zombies practice, people were like, uh, this is hard. And Will says, put a little bit more life into it. And then someone says, yeah. ah, but we're supposed to be zombies. And then he goes, then put some afterlife into it. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, All right. let's get over ourselves. Well, yeah. that wasn't funny. <laughs> anyway, the Cheerios are talking, the girls are talking and in the bathroom and they're torn between doing the cheerleading competition and the halftime show because Sue has decided that those will be on the same night. She somehow got the dates to be changed. So the cheerleading nationals are the same night at the same time as the championship football game. I have a question about that. Yes. Because earlier on in this same episode, in the beginning of the episode, when Sue was calling out the cheerleaders, I thought Quinn said that regionals was first and then it was nationals and that they were preparing for regionals. But then Sue moved nationals to be on the same day as the game. Hey, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I am confused as well. And also, like, are nationals in, are they local? Is yeah, like, I know. <laughs> I don't know. Because um, they're getting on a bus pretty late. Like, it's nighttime when they're getting on a bus later in the episode. So that it tells me that it's it's local or pretty local. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but it turns out Sue was actually hiding in a stall in the bathroom. And she's like, well, this will not stand. And she hands them Glee resignation contracts to sign, um, basically forcing them to choose who they're going to be loyal to. Uh, And of course, they all end up picking cheerleading. And Finn is very mad about this. He's mad at Quinn. And uh, they're, they're like arguing in the hallway. And then Sam overhears this and he comes up. He's like, why are you yelling at my girlfriend? Um, and he suggests that Finn has a leadership issue and maybe that's the problem. And then this leads to a shoving match between the two of them. And Will is just there and breaks it up. And he's like, how many fights do I got to break up today? God damn. And then we cut to that warm-up number that Karofsky suggested, which is the football players doing She's Not There by the zombies uh, get it <laughs> and i love how the synopsis says will loves it um zach didn't love it really did <laughs> neither did nick don't worry <laughs> also um, sorry just a quick yeah. aside because i'm seeing that it was performed by finn hudson and the mckinley titans was this the first episode where their where their team name was announced? Because I don't recall them being called the Titans, but it does not seem fitting at all. No, they've mentioned it before, and I've actually brought that up. I've said, like, is that oh. their name? Because I thought it was, like, the McKinleys or something. Yeah, <laughs> but it's very rarely mentioned. Also, I forgot to mention, when in the preceding argument before this lacks lackadaisical number, I wrote in my notes, wow, look at Quinn actually getting to do something for the first time in, like, ages. I feel like Quinn has been Done. taking such a backseat this season. And so anytime she gets a conversation, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <Look> <laughs> That's true. That. It's just interesting because I feel like she has lots to do in season three. I don't know. Anyway. Does she? Because she can't walk nowhere. That is so offensive. So now you're ableist. People, you're showing oh, your true God. colors. You're showing your true colors on this pod okay people are gonna know 
You would have made it the same joke, Mister. No, because I respect. Shall we go back to Costco? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh huh. Let's move on. Um, inside jokes. They're fun, aren't they? Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, so <clears throat> the football players <laughs> are walking together in the hall alongside their new Glee buddies. I love that the synopsis says that. And they run into the Bloodies. ice hockey team. And the ice hockey team thinks that if the football players perform with Glee at halftime, they'll lose their place atop the social structure. I love how, like, now that the football guys aren't on the quote unquote top, it's the it's the hockey guys that apparently replaced them. I know. Which I just thought was They're so They're all silly. grown-ass men. And Finn calls them puckheads. <laughs> which I've never heard hockey players call that, but I kind of love it. Yeah. Um, and then they get slushied by the hockey guys. And they're shook by that. Um, they're so shook that they quit Glee. They're like, this will not stand. We do not get slushied. And Beast tells them that that means they'll be off the football team if they quit. And they all quit anyway because they're in, insecure little baby boys. This episode, the theme of the episode is toxic masculinity at its yeah. finest. Yeah. So then we cut to, speaking of masculinity that is toxic to me, we cut over to the <laughs> Warblers doing a version oh of Bills, Bills, Bills by Destiny's Child in preparation for regionals. Um, I want to hear your thoughts on this because I feel like people like this is something wrong no. with me for not liking it? Not at all. It was, okay. first of all, <laughs> the little high-pitched ding-a-ding-ding. I don't know what, whatever the <laughs> fuck that was. That was so irritating. I could not stop hearing it throughout the rest of the number. Second of all, why is Blaine getting all the damn solos for the Warblers? Like, we need to, yeah. like, get some 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 new meat, new blood, excuse me, in, in the Warblers. <laughs> they do have meat. some new meat. It's called Kurt <laughs> Oh my god! And Blaine was just feeling himself way too much during no, his I know. performance. I know, like dancing on the chairs and shit, and it was just like you were not Beyonce. You'll never be Beyonce. No, exactly. The worst part is they have like a slow motion dance circle at one point where different guys oh. are hopping in and doing stuff. And you guys, like, genuinely, if you watch it, I think there they there was like three or four guys that were showcased. Two of them. I don't know what what they did. Like the first one, nope. he he comes in and does like a turn on his knee and then stumbles out of the circle. And I'm like, was that supposed to be a dance move? And then another guy <laughs> comes in and he just does a high kick. I'm like, what's going on here? Y'all are trying way too hard. And Kurt too. They like you see change. some shots of Kurt, and Kurt is trying so hard to blend in and be swaggy. And no, not swaggy. <laughs> yeah. I don't like it. Nope, me neither. Don't worry. Um, but then we see Kurt and Blaine having coffee with Rachel and Mercedes. And Kurt is like, tell me more about this drama because I haven't heard anything about it. Like Finn even lives with me and I haven't heard anything, which leads me to the line where Kurt says, I bring him a glass of warm milk every night, just in the hopes that we'll have a little lady chat. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, is Finn a cat? Like, why are you bringing this man milk? <laughs> I don't understand. I need to see chat? that scene. Does does Finn say like get this fucky milk away from me? <laughs> and also, did you notice? I thought this was cute that the coffee shop's called the Lima Bean. Oh no, but that is cute. So that means that Kurt and Blaine yes. they drove an hour and a half to get to it. Then yes, from Westerville yep. to Lima. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. That makes sense. Yep. 
that is wild you guys you guys it takes us it, like we could get to philly in an hour and a half i don't know about that at this time of night yeah maybe, maybe i feel like too. but yeah okay my point stands <laughs> anyway where am i but also um, rachel's desperation was showing as always in the scene when she was like trying she i forget what she said exactly but she was just like trying to tell the group again as she like needs to get back into finn's good graces and she has oh, yeah. to be back with him and it's it's really desperate and not a good look for her oh yeah of course and she's telling them that the um the football team is struggling to find enough players to even do the game and beast tells the remaining football players which is basically just the glee guys that they have to forfeit the game but then we have a little girl power moment which i'm sure you hated um where the glee girls which includes rachel Mer- you hate it because you're anti-woman which includes okay. rachel mercedes <laughs> yeah no let's back let's rewind for a second i'm not anti-woman what i hated was that blaine of all people just so casually knew this like random rule in in high school football where like oh yeah that enabled the girls to be able to join the team that's what i was like where the fuck is this coming from so don't 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 slander me, mister. No, that was anno- that was annoying and like very stereotypical because Kurt was like, Blaine loves football. I love scarves. And it's like, yeah. okay, <laughs> like, can we stop with the top and bottom stereotyping, please? Oh. <laughs> it's very Gosh. annoying. Um, but anyway, so yeah, the Glee girls, Rachel, Mercedes, Tina, and Lauren say that they will join the football team to give them enough numbers. I don't quite understand the math on that because it, it, I'm guessing the non-Glee yeah. football players are like 75% of the team. And then we just have these four girls, but sure, work. Um <laughs> <laughs> the rules only require that there are enough players on the field to start the play. And so the plan is for the girls to lie down once the play begins. Other than, <laughs> I love how the synopsis says in parenthesis, other than Lauren, of course, who wants to kick butt. <laughs> yes. And she does. So did she say she's a three time Greco Roman wrestling champ yes. or some shit? <laughs> yeah. No, she's iconic. Um, in the next scene, Brittany tells Sue that she doesn't want to die. In reference to being shot out of the cannon, but Sue tricks her into signing the contract to be shot out of the can- cannon anyway, because I believe it was mm. Figgins that told her that she needs to get consent from the person who's going to yes. get shot out of the cannon. Sue's a little snake. She is a snake. Um, so we're on the football field. The The championship game is starting. The girls are on the field. I love their little walkout moment. Mm-hmm. Um, Rachel was so fucking funny when they, they, I don't know any football terms, you guys. So when they like line up on the field mm-hmm. and they have to like kneel or get on the ground, Rachel, the way she kneels, she like, st- <laughs> she like sticks a foot out to the side. <laughs> Just, did you notice that? She like no, I don't sticks think so. a foot all the way out to the side in like a like Matrix Tomb Raider esque pose, <laughs> and I just thought that was so funny and cute. Um, Rachel was living for this because I forgot to mention this, but in the scene right two scenes before this, when they announced this plan and like they finally were all in agreement, and she was like all hype, happy. She was clapping, jumping down. She's like, "High five, teammate! High five, teammate!" Like <laughs> Rachel she was, was so psyched into it. for this. I think she really <laughs> wanted to get some aggression out. She, um, she was like, I think she even yelled at one point. She's like, "Let's kick some ass!" And let's be honest, she was also doing this for her man because she thought to get her back yes. in his good graces. Yeah, but she she was literally a team player. 
Yes. And I love that. Rachel was almost my MVP this episode just because of the football oh. game. Um, but she's Interesting. not. So anyway, as the synopsis says, the five players plus girls plan doesn't start well. And the Kinley trails early. Tina ends up grabbing a loose ball in a split second decision. And she runs a bunch of yards down before she's tackled by the other team. And dun, dun, dun. first of all, the synopsis leaves a bunch out. It completely leaves out the fact that everyone rushes over to her thinking that she's injured when really she was just closing her eyes real tight until she thought it was over. She ends up being okay. Um, <laughs> and then the team, because they're trailing so badly, they seem to think that the only way to salvage things is to quote, tear up the halftime show as the synopsis says. And Finn is like, look, you need to go convince the football players to join the halftime show. And I have something I need to do, which is um, he needs to go to the parking lot to try and catch the Cheerios. And he gives a rousing leadery speech um, to Quinn, Brittany and Santana saying that like, look, like what's the Cheerios ever done for you? Look what Glee Club has done for you. Like Glee's a fucking family. What the fuck are you doing? You need to come join us on the field for halftime show. It was very rousing. Words. It was very rousing. Um, a rousing excuse you sir it was very rousing let me enunciate mm-hmm. a little bit more um and they're like you know what yeah we quit cheerios and sue was like oh, are you serious <laughs> that's exactly what she said um <laughs> and i wrote in my notes i was like okay this episode is actually starting to get good because now this shit's actually happening i was sitting there and i was like Ooh, I'm not like staring down at my phone. Like I'm actually engaged in this climax. It felt like shit was happening. And I appreciated that. I seem to think that you don't agree because when we were texting about it, you were like, hmm. It was I, like the final third is where things start to get good. And yeah, I was I, like, I got 12 minutes left. I don't know about that. No, I thought it was, I thought it was picking up. I thought it, it was exciting once we got to the championship game. He but was anyway. aroused by Finn, y'all. That's what it was. Honestly, when when Finn's in his like leader era, I mean, with that football uniform, I mean, excuse me, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, it's really when he puts on the zombie makeup that I'm like feral. Uh, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Let's unpack that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway, um, so we cut to the locker room, and Puck is talking to the football guys besides Karofsky, because um, Karofsky. I forget what happened. Didn't he specifically get like, I don't remember what happened, but for some reason, Karofsky like wasn't there. Um, And the whole team is like, okay, we'll do the halftime show. And they start doing the halftime show. And then Karofsky comes out and he doesn't have makeup on and he's watching and it makes him want to join the halftime show. So I don't recall, even though I just watched this a couple hours ago, I don't recall where Karofsky was. Neither. Was he not just in the crowd with the, I'm confused because I'm just confused because there's a comment later, like after the performance, when Beast is like, okay, let's get back on the field. And someone says all of us. And it's insinuating that like even Krofsky, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know why he wasn't there. But anyway, Puck is successful in his convincing to get everyone to come out and do the performance. Okay, let's talk for a second about how there, I'm assuming there's like no professional makeup team involved with this, but everyone got like, zombie makeup the house down and wardrobe the house down and it got me really thinking like so they're do they have separate uniforms because they also 
they did stuff to their uniforms to make You're them so look right. like zombified. So I really want to know how long that all took. Like the girls were in full garb. Not like, garb. Full zombie garb. <laughs> um, it was very, very well done. Like whoever's, I mean, earlier we saw that like the Cheerios are helping out with the makeup. And if that's the case, then they should go to beauty school or oh something. God, they should. They're doing they a good job. Like I thought it was great. Um, and I thought the performance was great. The only thing that really annoyed me, why didn't do they tell. do the actual thriller dance? I was thinking, I was waiting for that. I also don't know if I told you, I recently watched 13 going on 30. It was just on the background. When? And so it, that, when? When did you do that? Before LA. I don't and, know. And why didn't you tell me or invite me to watch it with you? I was probably like working during the day uh, and it was just on. I love that movie. I know you do. But yeah, so that was just in my head and it's like, okay, when's the dance gonna happen <laughs> yeah and it never came out you guys fashion. it's so weird like they don't do pretty much any part of the dance they do their own core zombie choreography and it's like uh, you also get the rights to the song yeah and couldn't is the couldn't dance, dance? copyright i don't <laughs> i doubt it i don't know i don't know but i still was entertained besides that uh, maybe it went on a little bit too long but by far it was the best number in the episode slim pickings but yes Okay, not every episode can have like an absolute banger. It should. It's what makes the special ones all the more special. The budget for this episode? Come on, that could have gotten some better songs. You're right. Like I was impressed like during that number, like they had lots of people in the crowd. They had lots of dancers. And uh, so they spent money on this. Um, This was also the episode that aired right after Super Bowl, which I'm assuming you'll touch on in the trivia. Anyway, so performance goes great. I think the synopsis is underselling it. It just says the show goes well. I think it went great. Everyone's happy. <laughs> They're in the locker room. They're like, woohoo, what's up? Should we, should we do this game? And what's Yeah. And they're like, yeah, let's fucking do it. So they, they don't have enough time to take off their zombie makeup. So they go out there in their zombie makeup, except for Karofsky, who'd never had makeup on because he's a party pooper. Mm-hmm. Um, and Finn is like, we, are dressed as zombies like that should psych out the other team i Ooh, guess the other scary. team's a bunch of, a bunch of babies because it's like clearly they're not real zombies you idiots maybe it's all those blows to the head in football that has no oh, thinking they oh are. my god um but anyway so i'm gonna read to you the synopsis because again i don't understand what's going on in football the rest of the guys join the team blah 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 they immediately recover what's going on they, in football. they immediately recover a fumble and score a touchdown and I love how it says Finn and Karofsky are getting along well. <laughs> Down three with 10 seconds to play. The McKinley guys pretend to be zombies, recover a fumbled snap, and score the winning touchdown. Big slay. Oh, my God. Let's talk about this real quick because yeah. I know this is high school football, but nobody fumbles the ball as frequently as they were doing in this one game I today. I really have no idea what that means. So I know it fumbled the bag. I, I barely know either. Similar. So let's like when the the quarterback throws the ball and let's say you catch it and you're like, or you're about, you're trying to catch it and you're, you're running. And once you catch it, you're going to run to the end zone to try and score a touchdown. When the quarterback passes you the ball and you have like butterfingers and you can't quite get the ball and it falls out of your hands, you fumble the ball. And at that point, someone on the other team can come and jump on the ball and grab it. And that's called a over not an interception, but it's called something else. And then the other team has possession of the ball. So like, it's bad if you fumble the ball 
because the other team has a chance of of taking possession. But it happened like four or five times in this game. Interesting. Still don't quite understand it after you said all that, but thank you for your okay. attempting. It's bad. Anyway. I'll put it that way. Okay. So wrapping up, um, Sue was doing an interview with Katie Couric doing the loser of the year interview, which I thought was hilarious because she was like, some of the other candidates were uh, the economy, the recession, the housing market, um, Dina Lohan, Dina Lohan. Woods, <laughs> Dina Lohan's dog. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's his name's phone? The football player? Brett, uh, Brett Favre. Brett Favre. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So love that little Katie Couric cameo. And also she showed Sue a clip of when she'd previously interviewed Will. And Will like... <laughs> Deadass looks into the camera and like smiles. At one point, I'm like, "Did you? You really knew Sue was going to be watching this?" I know. I, mean, I guess and the did. dancing. Oh yeah, yeah. So that was <laughs> funny. Um, and Sue clearly thinks this is Diane Sawyer because she says, "I hate you, Diane Sawyer." At the end of it, she thought um, it was um Barbara Walters at first too because of the yes, the, the yeah the top ten yeah. Anyway, Finn is. A little bit delusional here at the end. Um, and he's suggesting to Karofsky that he should apologize to Kurt and, and make make good with him so that he can join Glee because he doesn't think the other Glee Club members would be okay without him apologizing to Kurt. And he's basically like, What the fuck? I never said I wanted to join Glee. We can't be all kumbaya. I hate you. Bye. No. <laughs> and also, like Finn doesn't I guess it's it's I can give him better for the doubt. Like Finn doesn't know what Karaski did so like for him just to be like oh go apologize and like everything will be okay it's like yeah no there's like deeper things that happened between Karaski and Kurt and clearly that's why he probably got a little triggered and freaked out um he's like I'm on top why would I want that to change and I'm like oh is that uh euphemism oh um, god <laughs> sorry sorry you guys, I, know, I know it's coming so I just can't help but joke about the gay thing with Karofsky. Um, anyway, and then the last scene is Quinn coming up to Finn in the hallway. And she's like, you've been amazing this week. I'm so attracted to you because you've been such a leader. And she kisses him. And I wrote in my she notes in snake. all caps. I wrote in my notes, not Quinn cheating on Sam. I said, too much cheating on this show. No, seriously. I was cheating. like racking my brain. I'm like, did she and Sam break up? Like, I know they weren't really like too involved last episode but before that they were like out here singing at regionals no. remember he literally said earlier in the episode why are you yelling at my girlfriend yeah like, yeah so and yeah. I all that so i was i was very confused there's too much infidelity on the show way there too is. much not teaching good things to children so anyway that's the episode um thank god that's over <laughs> mm -hmm. uh we have not had a good string of episodes but luckily even though next week's episode might annoy the fuck out of me which i i know it will at least a lot happens so oh really we have that to look forward to yeah but before mm -hmm. we end of course we have our superlatives and trivia so what was your best performance of the episode by default it was thriller has a role I didn't I quite care for the others, but I the agree. makeup, Santana's vocals. Oh, yeah. Duh. It was good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Um, what about worst performance? I put Need You Now, and I'm going to tell you why. Really? I'm going to tell you why. I almost put that zombie song, or She's Not, or She Whatever something. She's Not There. She's Not There. Um, 
but at least they had like choreography and they were in their little zombie makeup and there was a kumbaya happening but need you now was literally just like acoustics in the glee room and i almost fast forwarded through it they have their band back there it wasn't acoustics all right i was like and it's not a very exciting song and it's by i am shocked so (laughs) that you did not put bills bills biz because that was definitely my worst (laughs) um again i think it was like at least something was happening i my eyes were like "Ah, what was happening horrible dancing Yes, but at least it kept, I just, at least it kept me somewhat engaged. Need you now. I just was like, I need this to stop now. Oh my it God. Was, it was boring. And I, I, I think being boring is kind of the worst thing you can be sometimes. Like Sue, Sue knows. Oh my God. Sue sees it, you know. Shut up. Anyway, who's your LVP for the episode? His first name. Um, Dave, what's his name? Dave Karofsky, yes. <laughs> you are, you're a lot of things, but you are, <laughs> you have a lot of internalized homophobia, a lot of toxic masculinity. You're just all around a bad guy, not a nice guy, mean guy. And you need to get over yourself, mister. So. <laughs> I love how you're talking to him like he's listening. Oh, he is. I know he is. At first I thought you were going to say, he is a ugly slut. Like oh my girls. god! But then I remember that you don't like the movie. Um, all right, that's Who's right. Your Send all DMs to Nicholas Bailey. You heard me right. I'm private, so y'all can't touch me. All right. Um, send all DMs to our Instagram account, and I'll forward them along to him. Okay. My LVP was also Karofsky because he's an insecure little boo-boo baby and um, he's an insecure little internalized homophobic little boo-boo gaga baby and he's not a team player and he thinks like maybe he's good at dancing, but I was looking and it didn't look like Mm-mm. that to me. And Looking real stiff. Yeah. And so bye. In more ways than one. It's tired. He's a tired little man. <laughs> Little? He's kind of a big guy. That is so... Oh, so now you're fat phobic. Meaning like a bit... Okay. like He's he's, running through the list. (laughs) He's a large man. He's tall. He's on the football team. Come on. You know what I meant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, who was your MVP? You're going to call Coach Beast big next? How tall is Coach Beast? Coach Beast is big. (laughs) I'm looking up Dot Marie Jones' height right now. (laughs) Dot Big just feels very coded to me. Why not just say okay. tall? <laughs> because she has a she's a big presence. She is six foot three. She's two inches taller. I don't than know. You. Is hefty more appropriate or like more offensive? Hefty's incredibly more <laughs> offensive. Are you kidding me? I don't know. Oh, she's hefty. Okay. No, you can't just walk <laughs> around calling well, people hefty. You might as well say Rubenesque while you're at it. Oh my god. You're the one that went there with hefty, miss. <laughs> don't be putting that on me. Anyway. MVP. I put Finn because Finn was in his leadership era, like really hard this episode. He was having none of that toxic masculinity. And I really, I really think he was just being a really great leader and the star of this episode and the star of the team. I can see why Quinn kissed him, even though it was inappropriate. (laughs) I would have to agree. I also said it was Finn for those same reasons, but I know he did not initiate the kiss, but that still left a sour taste in my mouth. Knowing that Quinn, knowing that Quinn cheated on him 
before, mm-hmm. and now he kissed her while she's attached. That's true. He didn't Sam, push her away. Exactly. And, and Sam's his boy. Like, remember, he brought yeah. Sam to the party. So this so, is why there's there's too much cheating. A little icky. Way too much cheating. And and there, there's probably going to be like five more couples that cheat. So oh not Buckle great. Up. Anyway, this is why you don't date in high school. This, mm, hey, I didn't. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, Will, Will Schuster Crenshaw, there's only really one option for me, and that was the afterlife line because it was stupid. <laughs> Unless you had something else. For me, it was the dancing and that little clip with Katie Couric. It was like, oh, oh I'm on TV <laughs> with Katie Couric. <laughs> like, no, let's calm down. <laughs> hey, at least he didn't do his like eagle flying high shit that he did oh, in that God. TikTok. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that was. Anyway, that's Matthew Morrison. That's not Will yeah. Schuster. <laughs> Tell us about this trivia. So, the Sue Sylvester Truffle. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Let's let's restart. Sue Sylvester Trump. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Say it one more time. The word trivia keeps like popping back into my mind. I dare you to say it one more time. <laughs> now I'm self-conscious. The Sue Sylvester Shruff, Shruffle. <laughs> I was so close. I was so close. Sue Sylvester Blank was the second most expensive episode in the show behind oh. the season finale. Of what? New York. Oh. This season. Uh, I guess that makes sense. This, this episode cost $5 million. Whoa. Which is insane because they had professional fire breathers, BMX bikers, jugglers, the U- University of Southern California marching band, Katie oh. Couric guest starred, pyrotechnics, oh, yeah. elaborate costumes and special effects makeup, an on-set cannon, and over 500 extras were recruited for the oh, halftime wow. performance. Well, there you go. And that budget paid off because it is the most watched episode of the entire series at over 26 million viewers because it aired after the Super Bowl. Honestly, if I had never seen or heard of the show and it was on after the Super Bowl and I saw this episode... I would never want to watch it again. <laughs> would have turned it off. I want to know how many, like, what the average length of viewing was because I know no way twenty six million people watch for the whole yeah. hour. What what is Nielsen's calculation there? I wonder because I don't know. That seems like a lot. But... Well, now Nielsen does it. Um, well, for you know they do streaming numbers now. They calculate mm-hmm. in minutes watch, and I feel like why don't you guys do that for regular TV too? It makes yeah. more sense to me. Like this is how many minutes. Of it, where should we get that data um, from like your TV? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I definitely learned this back in college. Anyway, and as a lead in to this episode, Leah Michelle sang America the Beautiful before the Super Bowl. We love a little tie in. Oh, Slay. I bet she killed that. <laughs> Probably. I'm sure it's on <laughs> YouTube somewhere. This is the first episode since the season premiere that Quinn's seen wearing normal clothes. Boo-hoo. When was she wearing normal? Oh, at the end. Okay. Yeah. And this is the final episode of the season in which Quinn, Santana, and Brittany are seen in their Cheerios uniform. That's sad. <gasps> that's right. This That's right. This sticks. Like, this is... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, you'd like this because you like the song, and, and you know I hate the song, but it was rumored that Sunshine Corazon would return and perform <gasps> Meet Me Halfway by the Black Eyed Peas. <gasps> Because the Black Eyed Peas were the halftime show 
uh, performers at that Super Bowl. Yeah. However, it's unknown if the song was ever recorded or even planned to be in the episode. It was just uh, a rumor. Rats. First of all, we love Sunshine Corazon. I'm very sad that we have to wait yes. till literally the finale to see her again. And that song is underrated, you guys. Are you kidding me? Mm. Meet me halfway. I'm good. I'm good. And then Rachel's helmet for the football game has three golden stars on it, showing that Rachel personalized it herself. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) And then Need You Now is Puck and Rachel's only duet together in the entire series. Probably Hmm. the best. Their voices sounded okay together, I guess. Let's see. Oh, get this. For Bills, Bills, Bills. This is, I'm getting into like the individual song trivia now. Darren Chris felt the need to apologize to the original artist, specifically Beyonce, because he felt like he didn't perform the song to his best ability, despite trying his best. He also stated that no one could beat the original version. Like, get over yourself, dude. That's hilarious. I agree, but it was not needed. He probably just wanted to get yes. a DM from Beyonce, and I bet he didn't get it. Yeah, flop. And then for the final number, Thriller slash Heads Will Roll, there were two different songs, two different versions of the song that were released. The main difference is Finn's lines. You know, in the episode, his voice is all booming and, and deep. Oh, yeah. And that's the version that was released on Glee the Music Volume 5. And there's another version where it's just normal singing, but it's it was not, this is deceiving. It was recorded. It wasn't released anywhere. So he recorded two different versions. And then the performance was actually inspired by the Philippines dancing inmates. So that, which is you mentioned that at the beginning of the episode, and that's the yeah. true inspiration for the actual performance for the show. It took 12 hours to film that scene, which is wild. And Rachel said, sorry, William Michelle says, this is one of the hardest numbers to film in the series. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Because mm-hmm. you know, I keep making allusions um, to this, but the the song in episode twenty one that she sings, um, she says, "My name is Rachel Berry, and this is the hardest song I've ever sung." So, oh my God, <laughs> that was Rachel Berry, not Lee Michelle. Oh, duh. The way I conflated Sorry. them. Sorry. I said Rachel, but <laughs> I, then I corrected it to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> the way I conflated them. That's funny. <laughs> I mean, they are one. They the are the same person. Yeah. <laughs> When's Funny Girl ending? Isn't that soon? Um, September. Oh, mm-hmm. thought it was sooner than that. Uh, wait, am I wrong? Google's an amazing tool. Apparently not, because he still hasn't found an answer. <laughs> September the 3rd. September ah, 3rd. I was right. Uh-huh. Yes. We should go see it. Oh Actually, God, we no, we shouldn't because my man isn't in it. That's the number the I man? keep referring to. Oh, I no, thought you meant no, your actual man. No, I'm like, the, Seth Rogen isn't in this? No. The, first of all, you're my man. Um, yeah, see? He's my test. fantasy man. Um, mm-hmm. No, there is in the film version of Funny Girl with Barbara Streisand, they included a number called My Man, and it's I believe it's the last song in the film. And that's the number that Rachel performs in episode 21. And it is incredible. But apparently, even though a lot of people agree that that is Rachel slash Lee Michelle's best solo on the show, 
for some reason, when they cast her in the new version of Funny Girl, they didn't think to like include my man in the show. So we're, we're. it's not there, but whatever. Hey, y'all want a MLS hover cost for a ticket? We'll make uh, sure we'll pay our way there. Yeah, we we'll, we'll, we'll do the whole podcast episode oh, on man. on Lee Michelle's performance. If y'all want to hear it, hey, put our Venmos in our Instagram we, story. I'm kidding. We should record the season finale, New York, on the streets of New York before we go see Leah Michelle and Funny Girl. So how about y'all help us achieve that? I had a thought, and I don't know how this would work and like how we would pick an episode. But now that we're moving in together, I thought it'd be fun to like record an episode like live, like as we watch it. I don't know how it would work logistically. Like a commentary track? Yeah. We'd have to somehow wear headphones to watch the episode so they don't get the audio so we don't get sued. But that would be fun. That's true. No, I think that would be fun. We should we should think on that. Let's find an episode that's worthy of, of that, you know? Oh my god, prom queen. That take your word for it. <laughs> you don't remember what happens? When I tell you, I have not seen this show since these episodes aired live 12 years ago. Hmm. Okay. We'll think on it. We'll think on it. Anyway, let's bring this to a close before we hit the hour mark. Um, next week we're talking about silly love songs. Like I said, there's reasons for me to be annoyed during the episode, but at least stuff happens. So stuff does happen. Look forward to that. Um, let's just say it's a very Blaine-centric episode. Boo. Oh, Zach's not excited. But um, yeah. Tune in for that. Okay, bye. See ya. Do, 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 do